Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Home and home. Let's check in with our good friend Arash Markazi, LA Times sports columnist, covered Kobe Bryant for many years. Arash, thanks so much for joining us here on the program. Once again, it's Dave Briggs and it's Ross Tucker. How will you remember, when you close your eyes, how will you picture Kobe Bryant? As a champion, um, as 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 someone who really loved being a father, you know, the last time I talked with him was prior to the season, and I asked him if he would be at the first game of the season when I I knew he wasn't going to go, but he said I'm going to be at a game, but not at their game. My my my, my daughter has a game, so I'm going to be there. Um, you know, and and I just go back to that conversation now, and I touched on it in my column today. It was just that you know I said, you know, well, why don't you go to some more games? And and he said, if I were to go to a game, that's one night that I can't be with my kids. And so, you know, that was my first thought when I um, heard about what happened. I said, Gianna was always with them. You know, not knowing where they were going, but Gianna towards the end of his career and in retirement was always by his side. And so that is um, this breaking story regardless. But when you factor in that she was with him with seven other people, it's just um, so heartbreaking. I cannot believe it still. So Arash, I know you've been an LA guy for a long time, maybe forever. And so I wanted to get your perspective just in terms of L.A., I mean, I got to think L.A. athletes ever, he's on the Mount Rushmore and might be might be number one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's in that conversation with, you know, Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and some of the great, uh, you know, coaches and commentators we've had, whether it's Gully or Chick Hearn, but... Um, there's, 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 there's no doubt about it. He's in the, the conversation to be number one, and certainly if there's a Mount Rushmore, he would be on there. Uh, and certainly, guys, when you talk about if you're younger than, say, 35 or 30, he's your number one. You know, I mean, he's in the conversation with the Showtime Lakers for me, but if, if, you're, if you don't remember the Showtime Lakers, I mean, he is by far number one. I mean, he is the... Uh, the fans, I mean, there, there are so many Kobe Bryant fans. I mean, there were, there were people, you know, because we talk about a player who played 20 years with one team, they've, they've never known the Lakers without him. Arash Markazi with us, LA Times sports columnist, covered Kobe Bryant. And your last article, Arash, was about that relationship between between Kobe and his uh, 13-year-old daughter. Sorry, man. Um, I'm reading your piece, and it's breaking me up. Uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about that special relationship he had with 13-year-old Gigi as a coach and as a dad. Yeah, I mean, Gigi was his best friend, you know, and I think that's what makes this story so tragic, uh, 
regardless is just like the relationship that 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 they had. I mean, he loved talking with her about the game. I mean, whenever they were they were courtside, I mean, he would be asking her. I mean, he would be asking her, and she would be asking him about different moments in the game and, and adjustments and tendencies, and he loved that. Um, you know, and, and as you guys know, he had four daughters, and every now and again when a fan would ask, you know, like, look, are you going to have a son? Like, he pointed to Gigi, because um, I was with him in Las Vegas prior to the WNBA uh, um, game, and he said, she's something else, you know, just, just the way that, that she plays and um, – you know, he had no doubt that, that his name was in good hands with her. Arash, why do you think he was so beloved by everybody in L.A. and Lakers fans? Because it feels like it was more than just because he was a really good player. It feels like it went beyond that. Well, you know, you guys touched on it. I mean, he was an intense competitor, but there was just something about him in terms of the way he carried himself and the way he played. Um, you, you just loved watching him play. And, and, and uh, you know, so there, there were kind of two phases of, of Kobe. There, were, there was that phase where he had Shaq, and he was, you know, definitely one of the top players. But then there was that moment where he had the team and just put together the, the like MB, the um, MVP season and just the success that he had. Um, you know, championships are the only currency that matter in Los Angeles, and Kobe won five. And so not only was he an intense competitor, but he was a champion. And, and if you're a champion in Los Angeles, that means a lot. Arash Markazi with us, LA Times sports columnist. Uh, Arash, the, the guys that I covered as a reporter – the, the guys that stuck with me, the best athletes I ever covered, were also the hardest working. I think about Teddy Bruschi and Tom Brady. I think about Manny Ramirez and guys that showed up hours before everyone else and left hours later than everyone else. Dustin Pedroia, some of the names that come to mind. Could you share a story about Kobe Bryant's work ethic? Yeah, you know, my favorite Kobe story, and it's funny you should bring that up because I was just telling someone about this, is uh, back in 2009 – were in Orlando, and, uh, you know, going into Game 5, you know, people were talking about how tired Kobe looked and if he's playing too much, and we go back to the hotel room, and he's having a corona um, at the bar, and it's like, it's it's late, and so we're um, hanging out there, and he goes back to his room, and we stay there until it closes at 2, and I walk back to my room at 2.30, and at 2.30, Kobe, Kobe's walking to the gym. I'm like, did you sleep? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go, go to the gym. Like, he, his, his work ethic was not – it was something that I had never seen before. And for him, it was normal. Um, so he didn't sleep that much. I don't know how, like, often he did sleep. Um, but, again, they – so they clinched that night. They clinched the championship in Game 5. Uh, and then that night, and I posted a picture of this on my Twitter, um, he refused to take the jersey off the same champagne – soaked uniform that he had in the locker room. He wore back to the hotel. He slept in it that night. I mean, that, that, that night just meant so much to him. Arash, can you talk to me? Because uh, Dave asked a question earlier I didn't have the answer to. I thought was interesting is that how a guy with that work ethic and with that drive seemed so at peace in retirement. How did that happen? You know what? I think it was because of his kids. I think he he had so much fulfillment being with Gianna and Natalia and 
BB and Vanessa and just his family. His family gave him that comfort and his family gave him that peace. And listen, I think anytime you're a competitor, a part of you, you know, you can't replace that. But I think in retirement, being that coach uh, and spending time with his kids, and again, he wanted them to be the best. So, you know, that, that, that's where he fulfilled that. You know, he, he was a, a tough coach and, and, you know, he wanted the best for his kids and his team and her teammates. And so, um, you're right. I think there's a lot of players in retirement who struggle with that. But with him, with his family and his kids, I think he was content. I think that is honestly, as much as I loved Kobe Bryant, the player, I think I'm far. I think the thing I remember about him most is is how he made that transition, how comfortable he was, how devoted a father we, uh, he was. That's the thing that makes me most envious of Kobe Bryant. Talking to Arash Markazi, LA Times sports columnist, covered Kobe for many years and knew him as he made that transition off the court. Of course, Arash, there is that one complicated chapter of his life, 2003, the allegations from Colorado. A lot of athletes never would have survived that. How much a part of that is complicated and how did he bounce back from those allegations better than I can remember any athlete ever coming back? Yeah, I mean, I covered him that season. You know, they, they uh, signed Gary Payton, Colin Malone prior to that season, and he's going back and forth from Los Angeles and Colorado to play those games. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it would have been easy for a lot of guys to sort of, uh, you know, not play that season or, or, or not do what he did. And so he is a complicated figure, um, and that is a part of his um, history. And so... Uh, but, you know, it's it, it's one of those things that he did get through it, and um, but it is part of his life, right? And so it makes it complicated in, in terms of when you talk about him, and no one's perfect, obviously. And so, uh, but I just go back to that 2003-2004 uh, season where he's going back and forth, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, I mean, I mean, how, you know, in the morning he's in a courtroom, and then at night he's on the court. I mean, that season was just surreal for a lot of reasons, but for that one in particular, I guess. Yeah, and I'm curious, Arash, was there ever a time when the L.A. faithful didn't love him, whether it was after the 2003 incident or when it was Shaq versus Kobe, or did they always just continue to support him and love him and be on Team Kobe throughout? You know, the only time that they turned on him was prior to the 2007-2008 eight season where he wanted a trade and he was very public about wanting a trade. And I think he wanted a trade because he didn't think that the Lakers were committed to putting together a championship team. And so he was actually booed. I mean, people forget that. I mean, he was booed prior to the first game of the season because he wanted to get traded, but that is the uh, season they traded for Pau Gasol and that changed the entire complexion of the season. And really at, at uh, the end of his career, because of that trade for, for Pau, they go on a three straight finals. They win two, and and so he won with, without Shaq. He was a champion, and and so, uh, but yeah, for a brief moment there, he wanted to get traded, and he was very public about that. Talking to Arash Markazi, LA Times sports columnist, remembering Kobe Bryant, the player, the father, uh, the Academy Award winner. How? proud was he of that Academy Award? He talked about in several interviews I listened to his real passion, maybe every bit as much as basketball, 
Was that passion for storytelling, was that always a part of him? And just how was he attacking his post-basketball career? Yeah, I mean, he was very proud of that. I mean, that uh, Academy Award was uh, proudly displayed uh, where his um, office was. And so, yeah, extremely proud of that. I mean, you know, when you look at what he was doing in terms of storytelling, you know, one of his priorities was children's books and cartoons and things of that nature. I mean, he was always very big on uh, speaking to kids and speaking to children. And so uh, he was very proud of that Academy Award, and it really kind of showed that even in retirement from hoops, that he could kind of continue to be a champion. So when you talk about someone who's won a um, NBA championship and the MVPs and all the stuff that he's done in his career, and then to kind of transition to be an Academy Award winner, that was incredible. Arash, um, can you tell me a little bit more about his family, uh, the other daughters and and Vanessa, and kind of what they're up to? Uh, You know, we're hearing a lot about Kobe and a lot about Gigi Understandably so. I guess I'm curious to know more about the others. Well, you know, Natalia was his first daughter. She is a volleyball player, and he's been at different games with her. He's very, very proud of her. Uh, you know, Vanessa, I go back to, um, you know, when they first met, and she was in um, high school, and he was at the beginning of his career, and, and just, uh, you know, how much they loved each other. And so, uh, but he was, he was so happy to be a father and uh, a um, husband. And so, you know, I know there was a lot of talk about, you know, is he going to have a son? And I'm listening, I'm sure a part of him wanted to have one son, but he loved his daughter so very much. Indeed he did. And, and final question, Arash, uh, there were thousands at Staples yesterday. A makeshift memorial had been set up. People just going out that wanted to pay tribute to Kobe. Any sense of how the Lakers will pay tribute to Kobe Bryant? I know they play the Clippers uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what the scene is going to be like at Staples Center. I know a lot of fans wanted to go to Staples Center Sunday, but the group, Grammy Awards were there, so the area was kind of uh, not available to them, so they went across the street. But uh, the scene at Staples Center for that game, I can't imagine what it's going to be like. I'm, uh, you know, I'm sure both teams will do something, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, the fact that both teams are are are, are playing, uh, you know, after the Grammy road trip, they've both been on the road for a while now. That is uh, going to be quite the scene for sure. Can only imagine how emotional Staples will be on Wednesday night. Arash Markazi, L.A. Times sports columnist. Always a pleasure to have you, sir. Thanks for your reflections. My pleasure. Thanks. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.